Welcome to the Leadership Exposé podcast. This podcast is for purpose-driven leaders at diverse levels and organizations around the world who are seeking to scale and transform their leadership to level up their business and to create an impact in the lives of people all around them. Business and boardroom topics, trends, innovation, transformation, and the intersection with leadership is the focus. We enable success. I'm your host, Stephen Paul. I'm excited to have Aziz on the show today. Aziz is the founder and CEO of Global Legacy Consultancy and Training. Um, he's a visionary HR leader and executive coach with professional cross-industry experience. Aziz previously worked as the CHRO for a leading company and continues to hold multiple roles. He's featured in national TV and radio shows and is also an author of a bestseller, Prevail. Welcome, Aziz. How are you doing today? Hi, Stephen. It's been great to, to be on the show. Excellent. Um, you know, for the purpose of our audience, tell us where you're based. Well, I actually am based in Kuwait. And um, I'm happy to say that also I have my uh, full-time job at uh, Mobian Bank as head of learning and talent. Uh, basically, this job will help me grow and fulfill my legacy. Excellent, excellent. We're keen to hear all about you and this role and, and how you're contributing to all of this. But yeah, so, so tell us a little bit about your, uh, you know, your, your personal and your professional journey, how that has intersected. Where did it all begin? Well, uh, it all started with a coincidence. Um, I was back in the US uh, studying computer engineering and uh, science. And then all of a sudden, a friend had a presentation and he asked me to, to be his audience. <laughs> and, uh, and I asked, what is your major? What are you doing it for? And he said, for a human resource. So I said, what is that? That was back in 2002. And then he told me, it basically helps you get the best of your people. Mm-hmm. And then I realized I want to do that. Um, and basically, that was a, a fulfilling journey that I uh, transformed from IT to training. And then I got my MBA in HR and management uh, while working. And then I basically transformed to HR, then doing leadership, then doing coaching. And I realized that is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And that's why I started to have my own um, company during uh, COVID because um, I left my job. And then uh, I had a dream to be an executive coach a global thought leader in that area and leadership specifically and the reason was that most of the learning is coming from the west while the east coincide maybe with the majority of the population and we relate more maybe to to india and china more than than the west yet whatever we get teaching from the west is still valid so i wanted to know how does it all work together and I decided to do this uh, full time and I'm still doing it, you know, as, as my own, like uh, on my free time, uh, the executive coaching uh, with my company. And I had this opportunity to work at Wobian Bank where they give me uh, the privilege to lead uh, leadership and high potential development and developing the right Wobian culture. So, you know, you spoke about uh, executive coaching and it's such a wonderful um, experience and journey that you've had and, you know, the aha moments that you've, you've received. You spoke, about, you spoke about executive coaching and you're doing that within your current role. 
but also outside of it. How, how, how do you describe that? Is it, is it more at um, that wider company level or do you do that individually with some of the leaders? Tell us a little bit more about that. The great thing that um, I'm able to practice it, uh, let's say 30% of the time during my work uh, at Wobian as a full-time job, it's more organized. And I get to help the organization, not only through training initiatives or coaching initiatives, I'm actually doing the coaching myself and mentoring mm -hmm. to these top leaders that we have. Mm -hmm. the, and the, I'm being more selective on doing the executive coaching on my own time through Global Legacy. So actually, I believe that I'm having the best of both worlds. Uh, being selective with the people, uh, because uh, what makes coaching works is not only the, the experience of the coach, is actually the coachee. Yeah. If they are coachable or not. Yeah. And you th think that they will help you uh, be a better coach and really achieve something through that uh, coaching sessions. Yeah, yeah, no, wonderful, wonderful. And and what 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 are you seeing as some of these biggest changes in human resources, or you know, the office of the people? Put it that way. Um, there's a lot of trends and um, shifts in the way HR is perceived. How how do you see that, and how are you experiencing that in Kuwait, for example, or you know, compared to some of the other regions? Sure. Well, there are actually three aspects to answer that very strong question. First of all, we are still human resource. And by that, I say that we are um, doing it the old, the old way because the human resources uh, forces you to think of people as cost, as resources. And uh, we do not really consider uh, being, you know, genuine and um, investing in those people in terms of time, effort, mindset, and also uh, adapting your leadership style as per your team. Um, and that hit us very hard with COVID. So no, everyone had to change. Some of them did it willingly, some, were, uh, some did it proactively, where the remaining, and especially I'm talking here about the region, um, they were forced to change. So now I'm realizing they're going back to the old management style, where you need to do more of coaching, more enabling, more adapting, more proactive, more open, okay? And changing all the orthodox thoughts that we had. You have to come to work, you need to do this, and you need to do that, and we treat all the same. While diversity, inclusion, inclusion you know, uh, ESG, it doesn't come from nowhere. It mm. came for a reason, okay? And it's hitting us one way or the other. We all need to be considerate of the environment. We need to be considerate of other people's needs. And we need to be considerate of how we live our life. Mm -hmm. So uh, doing well-being is not only something to brag about. It's not a cliche. It is a reality. Mm -hmm. And since we're doing it anyway, why not do it, do it for the right reason? Mm -hmm. And they, this is, uh, there is why, why I pity, you know, some man uh, the management, you know, personnel or, some organizations that are actually investing in training, hmm. they're investing in well-being, they're doing all these initiatives, but if they only believed, you know, and really put the extra effort by reflecting that on their actual behavior, hmm. that 10% will make all the difference. Hmm. 
other otherwise it will be just an initiative and it will fade away and all the money will be wasted and people more and more will lose interest and faith in management mm-hmm. and by default hr you know gets the cold mm-hmm. so the way i describe hr is the heart rate of the organization yeah yeah and it's it, the, yeah. the heart the stronger the heart the stronger the organization yeah and you touched on something very very important right it's the uh um it's the essence of culture that behavior um and if if people are actually applying that or demonstrating those behaviors um, then things become a lot more better within an organization but also within the individual as well um is do do you do you find those types of conversations happening as in like the need for that do you do you find that happening in you know in in some of these organizations when you're having these coaching sessions for example with executives or um or anyone else for that matter do you do you see that actually happening or is it is it still a little further further away i, I, I doubt i doubt it's happening especially when i do the the, the, the executive coaching the external coaching uh, out of uh, bobian because all they talk about is strategy mm. how to lead teams better so the, how do i know that uh, they are actually adapting and having this mind shift if they talk more about being authentic mm. about being genuine about actually getting the best of individuals what they care about is how to get more profit mm. you're getting profit anyhow and the thing is um there is a lot of articles that i wrote about that a lot of you know um, interviews interventions that i participated in in the past two years talking about the great resignations that happened during covid while well, actually it says one thing i said that this is the great realization people reevaluated the the way they want to live their life and not just news it's reality yeah we see it here even in kuwait people going to the gym more they're becoming more cautious about their life they're becoming healthy healthier and they're really considering living a, a better lifestyle mm. yet when it comes to you know, the work environment is still the same and i know it's coming it's yeah. coming you know one way or the other and especially with covid it made us all one big society so everybody yeah. is watching the other and comparing themselves to others yeah so it's yeah. not something that can happen in dubai or the india or in the us yeah i expect this will happen to me and it, can, it should be applied to me as well yeah yeah and 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 just continuing on that theme as well um i know you touched on this one but um are you able to share with us what you're seeing as different ways of practicing hr in let's say kuwait and that particular region versus some of the practices in other sides of the globe well um we are blessed in kuwait that um we are not 100% secular state and we're not 100% democratic we are a mix we are a good mixture of 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 many yeah um and uh, the government really pushes uh, to, to 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 high level a, a sense of well-being mm. uh, but we're not capitalizing on that so whenever we have a, a a an additional holiday 
or less working hours. People take it uh, for granted to, to travel, not to reflect, not to increase their well-being. Mm -hmm. So I would say that even the people themselves are not really aware uh, enough of capitalizing on what matters. More yeah. quality time, I don't yeah. see that happening. Yeah. Well, more family time, I don't think... See, uh, I feel that they, whenever you give them more, and even in the coming days, they're talking about having only four working days mm -hmm. in the public sector and maybe the private sector. I don't think it will happen for the right reason. That's why I'm against it. Mm -hmm. If we don't change the mindset and, and reevaluate uh, individual productivity, yeah. not only at, at work, in society, then it will be go for granted and then we will be losing a lot of money as a society. We're not going to have having the quality that we expect. Yeah, yeah. No, excellent. As is, uh, are you able to share uh, your, you know, an experience or a story that comes to your mind, you know, from your time as a senior leader, even now that, that has resulted in a highly positive outcome? I know you touched on a few examples, but is there anything, anything that you want to share above that? Um, I would always go back uh, to the time at COVID, mm. where we, we, we as leaders were uh, vulnerable. Yeah. This happened at my previous company, at the menu company, because when I joined both, it was a transition. And in between, I also worked with um, many, um, uh, you know, well-known firms in Kuwait, whether it's in F&B or in uh, engineering, they all shared the same thing they were most effective when they were vulnerable. When the level of communication was through WhatsApp, not through emails. When they were less rhetoric, more daily conversations. And people, you know, top management made jokes with people because they're wearing their pajamas, you know, uh, while doing their uh, Zoom calls, yeah. meetings. Yeah. This is where everybody felt that I'm blindly following my leadership. Mm. So I found this in the retail, I found this in the banking, I found this in um, the companies that, that I worked with. People are, are, you know, are people. So whether they're leaders or managers or whatever role they are playing. Uh, there are no boring people. Like, for example, we say like, for example, IT or auditing or HR even sometimes. Yeah. No, no, uh, everything is interesting and any, every conversation is interesting and it's, and it's important. Yeah. Otherwise, why this role exists in the, in, in the, in the organization? Uh, it's just a matter of really holding that vulnerability and reminding people that we're all human, we all can get sick, we all have our own needs, and, and let's capitalize on this and help each other to be a better employee and a, a better parent, a better human, a, a better family member back uh, at home. Mm -hmm. So then you have this uh, 360 holistic positive energy throughout the day if things go back bad to uh, at work it goes you can fix it at home and if things go bad at home you fix it in yeah. your office yeah. yeah amazing amazing and and um you're you're a bestseller author tell us a little bit more about luckily, your uh, luckily your book well, um <laughs> how did that actually, come about <laughs> um especially when when i when i promoted my book uh, in, in the indian market that's where it really hit very high. And I'm, I'm, I'm blessed for that. People don't know me. I think what really made the difference is um, the concise uh, summary of the book. 
and the forward from Dr. Marshall Goldsmith. Uh, with the push of promotion, it, it made it uh, happen. Uh, he's very famous in India. He's uh, also famous maybe in Dubai, but not so famous in, in, in Kuwait and in Amazon, especially my book is in English. Hmm. And uh, that was the thing. Uh, I wanted to contribute to the leadership, you know, the, the thought leadership and coaching HR. Yeah. And uh, I really wanted to test my ideas. And it, it, it appears that people found it useful. Yeah. What I like to, to really uh, just uh, emphasize that my book was made and, and will continue to be, whether this book or the future, is for executives working in organizations. Yeah. So it's not about life coaching. We have enough of that. It's not about entrepreneurial, you know, or being an entrepreneur. We have enough of that. I personally always struggled to read the right material that helps me and inspires me spiritually and and and, and from performance wise uh, within the the working and the organizational context and that's why i feel that the book really hit its right uh, uh, niche audience yeah and it took me over a year to market my you know my social media for this specific uh, niche um, you know audience yeah and 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 this is why i'm going to continue with that yeah amazing i mean like the you know the thought process of actually creating and authoring content and a book and getting that published and uh, you know that just demonstrates how you are making waves with the ideas that you want to embody within within other leaders as well so well done for for, for pulling that together <laughs> um that's a big big achievement um aziz tell us what what does a day in the life of aziz look like you know morning to evening okay you will be shocked it's not ideal right <laughs> uh, i've been struggling to start my day at 5 a.m uh, it never did okay um but for sure when i start my day whether it's 6 a.m or a little bit before a little bit after I do my prayers in the morning and then I have a decent breakfast, okay? Uh, so that I will be able to have my coffee or the snack or whatever I can have uh, at work. Most importantly, I don't rush to work, mm. okay? I always remind myself, it's just a quick reflection for two minutes that this is an opportunity to achieve and pursue my vision, mm. okay, my purpose, and I'm getting paid for it. So it doesn't get any better for that uh, than that. And then when I go, go to work, I try not to waste one minute of my time because this is my playground. Mm. You know, I can try things. And since I'm doing my work, I want to get, you know, fired, mm. right? Um, trying to really stretch yourself in terms of relationships because relationships is what really matters. It's not how smart you are and only the deliverables. Yeah. And I have a, a, a target, personal target every month to stretch my skill, my attitude, the way I think based on like a, more of a calendar that I have for myself. Mm -hmm. uh, so let's say I want to improve my strategic thinking for this year. So I know what I will do each month. And if possible, I will have it part of my you know, performance contract 
or at least my own personal agenda. Yeah. While, uh, and then when, when I'm done with work, I'm always reevaluating, you know, uh, you know, how well I was doing for this week compared to the last week and the last and the, the one in previous and the previous ones. Yeah. When I go home, I forget everything. I try to be whatever my kids and family wants me to be for two hours only. And then I go back to my, my personal life, Jim, uh, continuing writing, you know, a book. Now I'm, uh, I'm just done with my audio book and I'm translating also my book. So I'm trying to, to have that balance of my time, yeah. achievement, family time. But again, um, I know that I'm failing in the wellness and, uh, and family time compared to the achievement time. Yeah. Uh, I know this is my flaw and it will remain to be. It's part of my character and that's how I get things done. Yeah. yeah. But the, 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 the self-awareness is, <clears throat> is immense. And, uh, you know, the fact that you are saying that out loud is, is, is big because you're, you're aware of, you know, that, that shortcoming or the way you, the way you perceive that. Um, I, I mean, these things are important. I mean, like I, I you know, I, I completely, I can completely align with you. I mean, like there's the performance side of things that we're trying to achieve. Even I do the same thing as well. And we, we take things for granted on the other side as well for our own personal well-being, but also on the well-being of the people that are close to us, because we, we tend to think that, uh, you know, the performance side of things will eventually pick up and go and, you know, we will, We'll be able to match that with the uh, uh, with, with with the personal well-being, family well-being, and so forth in the future. But uh, it's important, I suppose, for me. And and what you're actually describing here is uh, there is a, that recognition of person and and family well-being that's also important aside from the achievement side of things, yes. and to keep that in the front and center. Yeah. Um, excellent. Um, as is, we're coming to a close very shortly. Um, any closing messages or a challenge to other leaders or companies or organizations that you want to state here? Well, um, first of all, uh, give hard time to your HR folks. Mm. They need to step up the game. They need to raise uh, above and uh, beyond the management level. Mm. And they need to talk a higher level from a, a business, you know, uh, level and also from a human level. Push them to be the human department, the people department. Yeah. Okay. I'll ask them and push them to walk the talk. And uh, it is our role as leaders, consider myself as a business leader, to help them and support them. Because if they succeed, we will succeed as humans before, before as, you know, as uh, employees. The, the second thing, and this is what the ideal HR department will help you to be, is be as authentic, as genuine as you can be. Mm. Because this will help you to be a better parent, a better brother, a better friend, a better everything. And this will help people remember you in the best way possible, that you want to be remembered. Don't be uh, good because your manager wants you to be, or because that's what the organization ask you to be. Yeah. Don't be mediocre. Be who you, who you are. Don't be rude. Don't be selfish. But be who, who you are and then do it to the most of your ability. Because 
people are growing. There are more than 7 billion people. And very soon we're reaching 8 million. Okay. So how you will be remembered for the rest of the, the, the days, for the rest of life? Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. This well, is the legacy you pass on. Yeah. Words of wisdom from Aziz and uh, a challenge to colleagues and people about HR. Thank you very much, Aziz, for being with us today and sharing your journey and all these great insights. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. You have inspired me. Thank you. Okay, folks, thank you very much for listening in and uh, stay tuned for our next episode on the topic of how the executive team needs to interface with the board and leverage their influence. Stay tuned for our next episode on this and continue to stay on to hear about an exclusive offer for you. Thank you. Hey, I hope you enjoy the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. You're now seeing this part of the video also because you consume some of my content, insights and teachings. Maybe you've been to my LinkedIn page or website or seen other social media ads or listened to my podcast. I'm Stephen Paul, a business and transformational executive coach, strategic advisor, leader and board member. I've been in diverse roles, corporate executive, entrepreneur, and worked with businesses and firms of all sizes, built and launched businesses, created high impact boards and so forth in four continents. I get it. I've been there, done that. But what is different is I bring a unique perspective and a playbook. I've helped 100 plus business leaders just like you to scale and align their leadership top teams, the board and overall business for growth. Leaders like Ivana from medium-sized company in the EU who grew 150% and expanded globally in under five months. After she started to work with me over facilitated sessions in an initial three days, I helped fine-tune their strategy and align their leadership team and board to be a cohesive driving force to achieve their dreams and outcomes. I want to teach you the same thing and more on how to scale and align your leadership team and board so you can increase your business growth and value. Get clarity on what is the next right strategy for you. There are multiple ways we can work with you. Number one, click the link for a free non-obligatory 60-minute initial strategic session. Let's get a feel for your dreams, your vision, your challenges, and let me convert that into a route map for you where we can co-develop and co-pilot. Number two, enroll in an innovative and intuitive digital online course that I have curated, created to help you transform. It's called Unshakable Resilience. It is the ultimate program for individuals and business leaders like you who want to be equipped at a personal and professional level to respond to any form of challenges or in crisis situations and take on opportunities with grit, resilience and build a mindset of success. In essence, you want to be unshakable, thrive in crisis, take on opportunities in the face of adversity and build a success mindset. So click the link below to learn more on how I can personally help you individually and your firm to scale and align your leadership team and business and pivot in a transformational way. And for you to experience this, whatever the challenge you're facing, get in touch with me. Let's discuss and I will share my insight rapidly to enable your transformation. Click the links below.